Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Chris, Steve, and Sharpie. Hello. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Howdy, Lisa. Hello, howdy. It's funny because it's going. I was going to say Chris and Sharpie, but I try to avoid that because then it's just Chris Sharpie. (laughs) And so I had to throw Steve in the mix. So we are short one Lauren tonight. She is in New York City doing an Adventures by Disney experience. A little booger. (laughs) She's having a time of her life. Um, So we're missing you. A little jealous. Um... And what we're going to be talking about tonight, we're going to go into some listener questions, but this time it's going to be a little different instead of our typical focus on Walt Disney World Resort, we're going to focus on Disney Cruise Line. I'm excited about this one. You people love to cruise. A little bit. Yeah, so it'll be fun. We love we, we love cruising and so these are all Disney Cruise Line specific listener questions. Can I? I to, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. I, say, I have to ask first, though. How many cruise lines did you guys sail with before your first Disney cruise? Just out of curiosity. So we just to kind of put things in perspective. Um, but does it have to be before? Well, yeah. We did okay. a lot, yeah. We did Princess and Royal and Costa and Carnival. And then... Holland America. Holland America. That's five. And we've done... After we did MSC, but that apparently doesn't count. Um, it does. It was tough because we did a lot of cruise lines and they were all, you know, someone was like, you know, I talked to someone a couple of days ago. can't remember. I ran into someone who wanted to uh, book a, oh, it was at the bank and she wanted to book a uh, cruise. And so she wanted my card and I went and got a card out of the car. And um, she said she used to cruise carnival all the time and loved it. And then she cruised Royal Caribbean, and now she can't cruise Carnival anymore. So it's all, you know, and it's 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 all perspective. And sometimes you get on an older ship, and you, you know, that you know, so they have you know different things for different people. So we cruised all the cruise lines, and we really liked them. We still like some of them, but it's very hard when you get the Disney experience and that level of service, and the the ship has that nice kind of old. I don't think it's because of our affinity to Disney. I think it's Disney Cruise Line is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really it's really a step above. And if you've been on the other ones, and there's some, I mean, it just just depends on what you're what you like and what you're used to, I guess. But we the biggest. mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. The biggest problem is the price because, like, I just quoted it. I just quoted it for January for Mouse Chatters honeymoon. Two thousand dollars on Royal Caribbean, same itinerary, going out of Fort Lauderdale as opposed to Fort Canaveral. Um, Two thousand on Royal and almost three on uh, DCL. Yeah, yeah. There, there is definitely so, a premium. Yeah, but you don't get nickel and dimed on DCL. How many people was that for? It was for two. Two. Okay. Yeah, so it 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 depends. Sorry. So yeah. you can do a Royal Caribbean for less, but you know, then you're gonna maybe pay for a drink package, or you're gonna maybe pay for extras at eating all at all the different specialty restaurants because they have a bunch of them. Uh, and then there's always, you know, there's 
a casino, which is good if you want the casino, but that's, you know, more money as well. And there's all kinds of stuff that comes along with it, but it, you know, it's all, it's all different. And the celebrity is nice from, you know, we've had a lot of people go on celebrity cruise line and they've really liked that. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, if you're interested in a Disney cruise, we can take care of you, uh, for Disney cruise or any of the cruise lines, which, uh, which ones do we want to start with? What questions? Who's got the list? So we are going to start, uh, with a question, uh, from, Listener Bethany, uh, she says, my family and I are planning a cruise in spring 2018. My husband and I and my sister and her husband are in our mid-20s, and my parents are coming along for the ride, too. My husband and I are huge Disney fans, but the rest of the group is less so. You don't need people like that in your life, Bethany. Just move on. <laughs> Cut them out. You need Disney people. Uh, do you have a specific cruise you would suggest for us? Also, any activities that would be good for the whole family? Uh, we like to have fun and usually game for anything. Uh, any adult cruise tips would be appreciated. So first off, I'm going to take this one and, and kind of uh, combine it with a question from listener Chrissy. And... So, so I think Bethany moreover is asking what itinerary, uh, and Chrissy is asking what's the best first itinerary. Uh, I, just speaking from experience on our end, our first experience with any cruise was with Disney, uh, and and we did a three night cruise. We kind of did it as a test. Uh, didn't know if we would like it. Um, so, sometimes. Uh, a little bit of motion sickness can, can really mess up uh, a cruise experience. So we wanted a three night just to give it a shot. Uh, and pretty much out of, out of Port Canaveral three night with Disney, the only thing you're going to do is Bahamas. So that's our experience. And I'm going to toss it over to you guys to kind of elaborate on what your thoughts are specifically on itinerary or best first itinerary or like with this group, all adults. Yeah. Okay. I I'll go ahead and jump in with, best first itinerary. Um, a lot of people think that a three night is the best way to start off with a cruise, but if we're talking Disney, you will love it. Um, I think three days you're, you're figuring out where the dining rooms are and then it's time to get off. Uh, you find your way to the theater and then it's time to get off and you're just getting into it and enjoying it. I think a minimum of four night. And if you can, you're really going to like, they have some five night itineraries. Um, I think four, five or seven night, I hate to say it to, to just jump into that seven night, but you're going to love it and you're not going to want to get off. Yeah. I, and I think, yeah, if you're, it's the first time and if you're worried, the four and five night is a good place to start. We just did the five night Disney dream and was it four? It was four nights. It was four nights. We did the four night Disney dream and, um, at the theater, you know, they asked how many people were first time cruisers and the majority of the audience, you know, screamed. I mean, it was probably 80% of that audience in that show was first time cruisers. So they're, you know, the four night, um, and they, and everybody we talked to, you know, was loving it and the kids were crying and they didn't want to leave and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you do start to get into it and then you're like, Oh, it's, Time to pack up. I just unpacked my stuff and now I got to pack it up and get off the ship. Um, and that one at least goes to Castaway Key, which is their private island, which is really nice. And then it also does a stop 
uh, in Nassau and the Bahamas. So that's a good itinerary to just kind of get your feet wet, see if you like it. You're going to some close islands. You're going from Port Canaveral that's close. You can you can add a Disney stay if you're a Disney fan. You can do a Disney World pre or post onto that trip. Would you do pre or post? Well, and, and we talked about this before. I, we usually like to do Disney World before uh, the, the trip. And then when you get on the Disney cruise, everything's included. So you, you know, all the buffet, all the food, so you're not... You're not doing the cruise and then having to pay out of pocket at Disney World for every meal. It just seems nicer, I think. Right. There's that angle. And I think there's also the other angle of um, when you're at Disney World, you do a lot of up early, run all day, literally run all day. Um, You're in the heat. You're tiring out. There's not a lot of air conditioning for a reprieve. And you're up late. So it's, it's exhausting. So I think doing that and then going on the cruise and relaxing is is smart. I think doing a cruise and then trying to do Disney World is going to poop you out. Chris, you have any advice? Um. Okay, I agree. I think four nights, five nights tops. Um. I think a big problem that I run into with trying to put someone on a Disney cruise is they get one vacation a year, one vacation every three or five years or whatever. And they are Disney lovers and they want to go to Disney World. So most people that I deal with, they're much more inclined to go ahead and stay with the shorter cruise so they can get two or three nights at Disney. So maybe they only get a whole week, but they're going to do four nights on a ship and three at Disney. Um, As far as when I would do it, see, I'm a weirdo and I'm a weirdo about many things, but. I can't leave Orlando and not go to the park. So it, for me, like getting off a ship and just going right to the airport would be a little depressing. So I'd rather do the ship first. See, and also we, you can, sorry. We've done it both ways. Um, we, we've, we've cruised before and we've cruised after a Walt Disney World stay. And, and we, we found that we do enjoy it more when the cruise is second, but that that's just us. Um, and we have, we, I think we've always paired up either a few nights before or a few nights after. I don't think we've ever just gone down, cruised, and, and actually, I know we haven't. We've never gone down, cruised, and just came back. The only, only difference from that was when we sailed out of New York going to Canada. Oh, I think one, ad, one advantage of, of going to the parks after is you can eat like a hog on the cruise and then walk it off in the parks that that's I, I can that that's actually like having dieted uh, and stuff for, for such a long, long I know. period of time. Yeah, that that's that's actually a, a very big concern of mine with the next time we cruise. Uh, but then again, I I love I love getting up first thing in the morning, either going to the gym or walking. So I I'll be fine on a cruise. So I was worried about it for a time, but but eh, I I'll get over it. Ready to, I'm ready to, ready to cruise sometime soon. Come on. We got to get it on the books. I don't know how you're going to put, okay. And this is actually not, I don't think there's a question about bigger families on, oh, there is actually. Yeah, one of the yeah there is. Um, we're, we're definitely going to have to talk about how you're going to maneuver that with four kids. Right. And, and that's something, and I've done a lot of research on other cruise lines specifically um, because Disney does not, you have to go up to a very high end concierge suite to get, six people in one stateroom um and that it's just completely cost prohibitive do you so know doing i two, don't two smaller staterooms that are connecting um 
that that's a possibility, but we'll we'll have to we'll have to do some research on that. That's what we do. We just do the two connecting rooms, but we'll get to that question because I thought that was a good question actually. But yeah, so um, lots of advice there uh, on, on different itineraries. So the, the next one is from listener Dana. Uh, and Dana wants to know if she thinks that Disney will ever sail out of Baltimore. No. I, Baltimore? I, yeah, I, I have to agree on that one. I, I just... It, and he, here here's the here's the thought on this one i think the only thing that would really push disney to sail out of baltimore one of course is the proximity to the dc metro area and two it's one of the better ports to sail out of to bermuda that's the, that's the biggest possibility that i can see with disney sailing out of baltimore at some point in the future uh, but it definitely will not be until they have two more ships online I think you don't fix what's broke, what's not broke, sorry. And yeah. I, I think, um, you know, they've sort of experimented. They do a little bit of Galveston. They do a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of New York, New York. now. Yeah, and yep. they tried California but, for a while. and they Right. So they tried some of these ports and did a short-term test, and then, you know, instantly they moved them around again. Right. Disney consistently books Europe well. Uh, the Mediterranean, uh, so much so that they've launched the the river cruises uh, coming up this year. Uh, so I, while I don't think it's going to be out of the question ever, uh, it's definitely not going to be while they have four ships that are mainly focused stateside. Um, one, once they get up to six ships, I can see them trying some smaller ports with very limited engagements. Uh, but Disney likes to control every aspect of the port experience and that's something that they found they cannot do outside of port canaveral uh and, and honestly it's something that disney struggles some with do you know what can't control the experience from start to finish that makes disney a little nervous do you know what's interesting is when when disney was rumored to be going up to norway which and denmark and all that um it was very interesting to see the online chatter and people who were looking at port schedules and things like that and were able to p put, you know, piece together what Disney was going to do. I months before they ever announced it. Of course, there was no confirmation, but you know, just the just people who knew what they were talking about were able to say, yeah, Disney's going to be going out of Copenhagen. Sure enough, they were right. And they also knew all the little ports they were going to go to in Norway. So I thought that was kind of Kind of interesting, but it seemed like it was an incredibly involved process. And I think the biggest reason is because all of that port information is is a matter of public record. Right. So that Disney so you could find Disney out ahead of that. time. <laughs> you could find out ahead of time. Yeah, they really don't care for that. So um, kind of finally uh, on on the the basic topic of of itineraries and, and cruises is. Disney's commitment to sailing out of Alaska. Um, so listener, listener Dorothy had a question about what, what's the best thing to do out of Alaska. Uh, and Disney has kind of switched this up some um, sailing out of Vancouver or, or sailing out of Seattle. So they, they, they've kind of, they, they've done both. Um, they do a couple different Alaskan itineraries uh, and I'm going to kind of lean on Steve and Lisa here because you guys have cruised Alaska. No, no, we want to, it's our dream. Yeah. Well, it was, it was supposed to I happen next year. Had cruised Alaska with another line. 
No. No. It. Oh god. Princess is a good line if you want to do Alaska. They've got some amazing itineraries. And they've then, got the reputation for it. Yeah, Princess Cruise Line's got some great, and then uh, Disney Cruise Line is the other one for Alaska. We um we looked at it, and then the Norway Disney cruise came oh, up that's and then right. we, and then we right. ended up going and doing the the Norway one out of Copenhagen and I'd that was fabulous. I'd still like to that. do it, but when the summer 17 rates came out for DCL, I looked at it and it it simply priced us out. Um, yep. Which stinks. It does. Yeah, they're outrageous. I just priced them the other day just for the heck of it and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, never." It it yeah. it just really put the the brakes on that one. Um, when you think that you could actually for a family of four in like a veranda stateroom, pay for a year of college for your kid. Yeah. Pretty close. Forget it. And especially if you're based on the East coast and you have to fly over the, yeah, yes. the, the, the cost just becomes, yeah, maybe someday, maybe someday, but I can live without it. But anyway, so so can I, and there were a few other questions about basic itinerary questions. So I'm going to toss these out there. Disney's most common itineraries are Eastern Caribbean, which which are your your saints, uh, Saint Thomas, uh, Saint Martin, and then your Western Caribbean, uh, which usually does um, like Cozumel, uh, and then the Bahamas. Th- those are your basic kind of three Disney cruises that you can book 12 months out of the year. You can book something within the Caribbean. Uh, So out of those, we we have sailed the Eastern Caribbean and the Bahamas. We have not sailed a Western Caribbean cruise yet. Um, But I've also sailed the Mexican Riviera and Canada. So I think the biggest thing to remember with the Bahamas is that Nassau is – Okay. <laughs> Nassau, it's not stellar. Yeah, it's not, you're not, you're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, Na- Nassau was was amazing. I want to go back there and vacation for a week. That that's probably not gonna happen unless you have. Um, well, unless you're going to Atlantis, uh, Atlantis and, and Atlantis yeah. is very nice. But that's pretty much what um, the nicest thing in in Nassau. Right. Wow, this kind of bums me out because everybody hates Nassau. Like, I remember when we went on that Thanksgiving cruise, you guys were like, no, don't even, let's forget it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you want to, there's probably some, you know, uh, snorkeling or, you know, the t- the typical uh, Caribbean island excursions that are that are probably nice there. I mean, we've just done, we've done an island tour. We've been to Atlantis. Um, Atlantis is very nice, but it's, you know, it's expensive to get a right. day pass for the, you know, it's it's not cheap for a family. Uh, and yeah. they have the casino I, pretty there Pretty much as if well. you price that out, people are like, um, never mind. Yeah. Um, but then, but Castaway Key is so much nicer. It's much nicer to enjoy the beach there. Um, you know, not get hassled when you're shopping. There's so many things to do on Castaway Key that it's Nassau. We kind of usually pass on after we, you know, we've done it once. Um, but all the other ones like St. Thomas and St. Martin are fabulous. They're, um, you know, amazing to go to. St. Thomas has got, you know, all kinds of activities, really good shopping. If you want to go shopping, you can get over to Water Island on a ferry boat. And there's Honeymoon Beach there, which is kind of this like little hidden tucked away beach. And you can spend the day there at, you know, there's like a couple of little shack type restaurants right there on the beach that you can hang out at. 
and uh, you can snorkel or just splash around in the water, and it's like something out of a postcard. Um, and then there's also a couple of beaches off, also in St. Thomas that are very nice. And then you can get also get a ferry to St. John uh, uh, as well and go over there, which is a very nice island. Uh, and then St. Martin, we've... Uh, last Dutch time, and French. Yeah, you got the, the French side and the Dutch side. The Dutch side is more uh, commercial, so it's got you know more restaurants, nightlife, shopping, you know things to do, and the uh, French side's a little more laid back. And I, we went over to the French side and did the last time we were there and did the butterfly farm, and that was fun. You know, the kids like that. Um, so and there's uh, there's all kinds of activities there. I almost went to the there's the airport there. And they have the bar right there on the water where the planes land, like, you know, 10 feet above your head because the airport is right there uh, next to the beach. It hurts. I'm sure it does. It's like it the looks, sand is it, it literally like gives you like a, you. a sandblaster exfoliation. There's like a KLM flight. There's a giant triple uh, seven or something that, that lands there. So, and they have, evidently they have like the airplanes and when they're going to land at the bar, like written on the chalkboard. And then you can, they land right over your head. I don't it's know. Cool it's some experience. crazy attraction there. And then there's all, there's all kinds of things to do on, on St. Martin as well. But those islands are a little nicer, I think. And then we've been to Cozumel and Cancun and Lisa just got back from Cos- Cozumel. Cozumel. Um, we'd like to go to, I think it's Paradise Beach. That's your favorite. Didn't when we go to Cozumel, didn't we go to Starbucks? Yes, and we go to Starbucks to get free <laughs> internet. <laughs> because we always we don't like to pay for well, you know, we used to not pay for internet on the ship, but it depends on what ship and cruise line you're on. It's it, yeah, it, we kind of have to now. It can be pricey. Um, so we like to go to a Starbucks or wherever or a senior frogs or wherever and get, you know, buy the one drink to get the internet password. Uh, and then spend a couple hours, you know, since we've been on the ship for two days or something, catching up on our emails. Uh, and so we do that and get the free internet and then catch up and then we go do some activities. But yes, I think that's all we did when we went with you. And then um, Paradise Beach is nice. Instead of booking it as an excursion on a cruise ship, you know, for $5, you can get in a cab and get over there and do it yourself. And you get a lounge chair. They've got a nice, nice food, nice bar, nice beach. They've added a swimming pool since we were there last time. You know, they've got uh, nice restaurants, up showers. Yeah, well, they were building a swimming pool last time we were there. <laughs> so I'm sure it's done now. But it's a nice, you know, it's a nice way to just go relax on the beach, get some drinks, some really good Mexican food, and just enjoy yourself. And then we also did the the lighthouse tour once. There's a lighthouse. There's crocodiles. Oh, I didn't like them. Yeah, the croc- they're right there. The crocodiles are a little, um, they're like literally like right below your feet on this little rickety <laughs> little dock. Yeah. That, that you're like, I don't know what this, you know, and they're like waiting to see if the kids, if your kid's going to fall in and they're pretty, they're like right there. So yeah. that was a little scary. But yeah, we did the lighthouse tour, the crocodile thing, uh, the crocodile tour. It was all like part of a package, but I mean, what we like to do on an island when you first get there, if you've never been, is get a cab and just ask for an island tour and spend the, you know, $40 or something for the day 
and go around and explore the island and see well, what you like. Well, your cab driver is going to be thrilled because, yeah. you know, you're booking him for a couple of hours and he'll take you wherever. And, you know, he sets the price and he's happy and, and you get a great tour. Um, keep in mind that when you do book something or, or take care of your own tour and you don't book with the ship, um, if anything does go wrong, if you're late, they will leave you. Yeah. So we always like to go, you know, if they're going to leave at five o'clock in the afternoon, you know, we, we try to get back there we're, we don't push it. We, you know, we're back by two o'clock or something we're with plenty of time to make sure that we don't have any issues. I did want to make another comment. We had talked about going to Starbucks for, for the Wi-Fi and internet. Um, having just been on the Royal Caribbean Oasis, they Royal Caribbean has phenomenal, absolutely wonderful Wi-Fi on their ships to the point where you could, you could download a movie from and, and stream from Netflix. You could, wow. you, you can, it's That's phenomenal. Impressive. It is noticeably better. Um, sorry. It was, it was and it's affordable. so much better you than get, what we had on yeah, Disney. Yeah. You pay like one flat. I think we pay like one flat price for, you know, four devices or something. On Royal, Royal. no, you you pay per device, but Uh if you log out of one, you can log into another. But you get it for the whole time. There's no like ban. There's no no. You get it for the full time. It's they don't count or anything. Yeah, Um, it's 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 really good and it's reasonable and it's yeah, it's like internet just like at home. It's full on ready to go. I would Facetime Steve and the girls every night and every morning. Yeah, and and just do that through the internet. And there were a couple of, of hiccups, yeah, but, Disney you know, we also line. experienced a lot of storms and the ship. I don't know. I don't know how that all ties in, but I'm sure it does. Yeah. Disney Cruise Line, the, the top of the line package is $89 and um, you get some small percentage of bandwidth. And uh, if you, and you have to turn off so many things on your phone that if you forget to disable one of them, uh, like... I thought I turned off everything I possibly could. And then within two hours, I had burned through the $89 doing nothing. And then you go to the internet desk and you realize that you still have some app auto updating thing in the background or whatever. And they turn those off and I got the credit back. But yeah, you burn through, you can burn through the the $90 in no time on Disney Cruise Line. Royal Caribbean definitely does have the best deal on internet. Do we have any yeah, more? my experience with Disney Cruise Line and the internet was pretty terrible. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. So we, um, we get it because we need it and we try to use it sparingly. And then we, um, we, if we need to do some work, we'll find a port, get the free internet, buy a drink, get the password, and do it that way. Um, but most of the people are enjoying themselves and not working <laughs> on their trips, so they're going on the excursions and everything else. Yeah, but a lot of people do like to stay connected, and it's good to know. Yeah. All right. What else? That's it. I think that I think that kind of covers all the 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 port basics and uh, kind of covers uh, like where where Disney cruises most and some some basic Disney Cruise Line basics, I guess. Okay. So. 
All right, so that's going to wrap up this show. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. Don't forget to contact one of your podcasters to get your reservations for Disney Cruise Line or, honestly, anything else that you want, almost. <laughs> um, and then if you like listening to the shows, go ahead and download those at iTunes, and you can also download those at mousechat.net. Send your comments and questions to us at mousechat.net. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat. 